Hey parents, just a heads up. Our podcast today dives into some grown-up topics. So if you've got little ones around, you might want to hit pause or just save this one for a different time. Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt. <laughs> yes, Leanne. <laughs> We've had a little show and tell of all your recent Disney we did. paraphernalia we did. and nostalgic <laughs> gifts. Did. Oh, you, you, can I tell I, them about the one that I just showed you? <laughs> sure. That's so good. We were at Mallory's grandma's house over the holidays. And there, you know, Mallory's mom and dad gifted us. Do you remember like in the 90s when those um, typewriter tray boxes were popular? Yes. Like the yes. typesetting oh, drawers. Like little nook. Little yeah. And people would put little tchotchkes yes, in yes, it. Yes. So Mallory's parents would collect little souvenirs. So you know what they gave us was the drawer with their Disney yes. tchotchkes. Okay. So we went to Mallory's grandma's house over the holidays. We spent a great, great time with her. Um, and she has this pewter, like, Disney train. They're, each little car is, like, two <laughs> inches tall. And it's so cute. And she bought it when she went to you, Disney you need with to picture Mallory. The, you need to picture I this do. on your shirt. She bought it when she went to Disney when Mallory was a kid. They all went as a family together. When Mallory was maybe five or six. Okay. And so she said, I want you guys to take it home now because Aww. I know that you'll love it and you'll enjoy it. Okay. And so Mallory it is was precious. five or six when she bought it. How old is Mallory now? She is going to be 40 soon. Wow, that's yeah. like an antique. I know. It's so great. Hey, you're 55. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good day. My good day would be, um, I know it's been a while, but I'm still thinking about it, is New Year's Eve. We went to Columbus, and we visited some of Mallory's college friends. And we had talked on the podcast last week about planning stuff. So these are the friends we're going to see on yes, Martin Luther King yes, Junior Day weekend. Yes. We saw them for New Year's Eve. But um, our friend Disney, Danielle, she planned some minute to win it games for the kids. And we had a sleepover at our friend Maggie and Matt's house with mm, our kids. Good. And it was just so fun. I This is so silly, but I remember my mom and dad used to host New Year's Eve parties for their friends. And my sister and I on this, you know, like the weird um, like vortex of time between Christmas and New Year's yeah, Eve. Right. My sister and I would make confetti sometimes. And my parents, God love them, they had this lazy boy chair that was so comfortable, but it had all these pillowy nooks and crannies. And they, whenever we had New Year's Eve, we would throw the confetti everywhere. It was like the one time a year my dad didn't care about that. Yeah. yeah. And so we, my parents would find confetti falling that out of that chair so for months. Funny. And so, you know, it's fun as a parent now to have those memories yes. of what my parents did for us yes. on New Year's Eve. Yes. And now we're trying to make those memories with our kids. So well, even though it was a while ago, it's just still rolling well, around and, in my brain. And the invisible or the the value in that is if you do it year after year after year, all of a sudden your kids are teenagers. That's and right. You're, and you're still doing that same tradition. And it really does matter. It Absolutely. really makes a difference. Absolutely. Okay, what my about good you? Day. Well, Matt. Well, my Matt. Good day. You can't have a second well, Matt. <laughs> my good day. As you, we, we, <gasps> yes, we have some great, we have some great days in the studio, but then, um, we have, you know, our live event coming up yes, soon, that's right. very soon, January, January 20th. 20th and be fearless who we love, be fearless at home and be fearless boutique. We went down t 
to their stores, yeah. spent some time there, and we they styled me for mm-hmm, the January mm-hmm, 20th mm-hmm. event with an outfit. And you, Mr. Matt, <laughs> Mugman Matt, got a pair of Birkenstocks yes, and got some right. little cute things. And, you know, because they don't carry men's clothing, no. but they do carry an incredible line yeah. of Birkenstocks. Really incredible line. And they also have incredible Crocs there. They have yes, a huge line of Crocs, Crocs there, too. So that was that was a fun day. That's that was so a fun. fun that was a fun thing and we love our relationships with our with our local people Absolutely. our local stores so yeah well and that you know we had talked last week about having things planned when january or yes. post holidays yes. feel hard and i know from your instagram and we talked we talked about this is it's hard to let your kids go. Yeah. I mean, you had such a wonderful break. Yes. You know, we talked about how Mallory and I brought the kids over and visited with your adult children, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think I'm we were reminiscing about some of the silly things that I did with your boys when I <laughs> lived with you about like but your boys were in like fourth third well, listen, or fourth grade. Joey listen, was in like Joey third or was about the same age as Luca. Yeah. And so your boys were like pre-teenagers yes. when I moved in with you. So, and now we had so much fun. They are adults. Yeah. And they have their own lives going on. They have on. their own houses. Yeah, Teddy. Both of them both own of houses. Both of them own houses now. They, you know, are in relationships yes. and they are grown men. And honest to God, I know people aren't supposed to keep growing, but I think your son Teddy continues <laughs> oh, to grow yes. because He's I gave him five. a hug and I was like what? Yeah. I swear your shoulders yeah. are taller he's, than the last time I, I he's hugged you. He's so tall. He's, so, he's, yeah. he's just a really tall guy and he gets it from his grandfather's. They were both very tall. Yeah. And um, I, okay, so when your kids come home and you have such a great time and that's not everybody's story. Right. You know, there can be, there can be the opposite of that where you have estrangement, which is right. also very hard. Um, when your kids come home and you have a great experience, there is the reality of them starting to pack up to leave. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when that is happening, you're faced with, wow, they don't live here anymore. Right. And, you know, I have to really um, train myself mentally and emotionally to focus on, to look at, like, look how, look how, how they're flourishing. Look oh, how great both of your boys. Look how great they're doing. Um, do I want them like, come on, Leanne, do you want mm-hmm. them to be living here at right. 28 and 24 in the basement? No, I don't right. want that. But it's just the passing of time and the letting go yeah. of the letting go of the season that you're in right now. Right. Like you, you listen, here's, here is a, I think a very common, a, a very common thing. When you're in the throes of your little kids being at home, mm, 10, 6, 10, and 3, 6, and 3, you don't think about that with each day that passes, you're getting closer to the letting go. Mm. You, you're, you're in it. Like mm-hmm. you're in it. You're busy. You're, you're cleaning out book bags. You know, you're, you're buying new pants cause they're growing so fast. So true. You know, you're, you're making sure they have all the things on the list for the next party at school, mm-hmm. whatever. And you're in it. So you're not thinking to yourself, like, savor this little party at school where they want to dress up as something crazy. (laughs) You know, savor the school picture days because, because, because it's all, 
it's all just passing through your fingers like so quickly. And then you're standing in your kitchen watching your kids pack up to go to their houses and you're like, where, where did it go? Yeah. Where did that time go? And there's just this, I call it like a, just this dull, soft hollowness within me as a parent when they walk out the door. Yeah. And, and I am responsible then for filling that with the right kind of emotions because a very lazy, very easy thing to do is to say some things that actually make your children feel guilty. Right. Like Or push them away. So when is the next time you're coming home? Because this was the first time that we saw you for two months. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of comments are are born out of that soft... Right. That soft doll hollowness that you you crave your children back, but they're not helpful. Those comments are not helpful. You have to get to a place where you say this was the best holiday. And by the way, I noticed you didn't have a soup kettle at your house. (laughs) So please take mine. And you 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 make them feel big when they leave. Absolutely. You make them feel good about having come home and good about going back to their house right. instead of like, oh, mom's sad and mom wishes I was coming home more and right. mom wishes that we would have stayed longer because those are not productive, healthy. Um, you know, I'm noticing as, as our kids are adults that I still have a choice what to build into our relationship and our life. 100%. I refuse to be a parent of adult kids that sits back and says, well, it would be nice if you called me every now and then. Right. Or when they do call to say, well, it's about time. I haven't heard from you since last week. Don't say that stuff. Right, right, right. It, you might feel it, and it might be true. And it's just going to push them <sighs> right away. And it might be true. You might feel it. But a conversation to have would be, hey, do you have a minute that we could have a conversation? Right. Exactly. Where I could tell you some of the ways that I've been feeling. Right. So it's it's something that we could work on right. as a, as a mother-daughter or a mother-son. Because when you say things that, that – that, blanket them or kind of shadow them in in shame and guilt right and fear of fear of what you're thinking or whatever right it it, it doesn't build a good adult relationship mm-hmm. with your kids and i think leanne you what i'd like to hear from you is this doesn't start when they go to college or this doesn't start when they're 27 and they buy their first oh, house no this starts when they're home and this what starts, does that look like well, for you? Oh, no. I'm going to tell you what it looks like. It looks like when they're 10, 6, and 3, and you're going to somebody's house, that you have a conversation that says, hey, let's talk about when we're guests at people's house. Mm, like, how mm-hmm. are we, how how do you think that we should behave at Yaya and D's? Or, right. or when they come home and they're crying because they've been left out. Right. And you say, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how we, how we feel Let's talk about how we feel. Let's talk about ways that we can handle this. Let's right. talk about some approaches to take tomorrow when we go back to school. I think that 
I think there's a missing element sometimes with parenting that we forget to have conversations with our kids, Mm -hmm. to really talk to our kids. We have conversations over the holidays. I I mean, you know this because I told you, but over the holidays we have what we have sometimes what we call family meeting. Right. Right. And I was telling the boys about something and they said, we need to have a family meeting. Right. And, and that wasn't me saying we need to have a family meeting. They said we need to have a family meeting. Like where and, everybody hears it together. Yes. So we all, all hash it out. We yeah. all four sit down. We all talk about where we are in our life. We take notes. Right. And we we have a conversation because we are all part of it. Right. You know, we are just because you're a parent doesn't mean you're the know all, end all, be all authoritarian. Right. And right. I and I think when they cross over into adulthood, sometimes there's an oversight of like this is an adult now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am no longer telling them what to do. Right. And I think even as parenting with parenting when they're in high school to sit down and have conversations. It's not right. about like you are allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do this. Right. It's okay, let's talk about why this why this makes sense. Absolutely. Why you're why we are saying um I would say a big one for us when the kids were teenagers, not with Teddy because he was an old man, but with Joey <laughs> was curfew. Yeah. Everybody else gets to stay out till midnight. Why do I have to be home at 1130? Right. Why do I have to be home at 11? <clears throat> and we would sit and have a conversation. Right. So Joey, tell us what are you doing between 11 and n- midnight? If you've been with your friends all evening, right. That right, is right. so important that you can't leave and come home a little bit earlier right. because of the statistics that we know are true of, of drunk drivers on the road. Right. And we would have these conversations where, where he was part, he was part of the ownership of the decision. Right. Instead of saying like, you are going to be home at 1130. And if you are five minutes late, you are going to be grounded. Right. You know, and which was how I was parented. Right. I, I always wanted more of an explanation and more of an answer. So I think that we, we, if we, if anything, we aired on the, the, uh, the side of over communicating. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I say we loosely because it was more (laughs) me, but, but I will say, and I told you this as well. Um, and you experienced it. You Mm -hmm. saw it when you were at my house over, over the holidays is people think that Daryl doesn't talk. That's not true. It's not true. I mean, Daryl and the boys were in lots of conversations Mm -hmm. over the holidays. Like, deep conversations right. also very surfacey conversations about also, football daryl's a little more spicy than people think oh he can 100%. he can be a little sass box honestly you might need to wash his mouth out with soap because <laughs> sometimes he gets a little sassy he gets a little bit sassy you know here's something that i was <laughs> recently talking with a friend about for us a big thing well here's my first thought is an educational term that truly came from the building world is called scaffolding. So you know when you build a house or you Mm, build a building, mm -hmm, around mm -hmm. the building, before you let the building stand on its own two feet or on its own foundation, it's surrounded by scaffolding. And the scaffolding's there so that you can fortify the walls, you can make sure everything's right, 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 you know, you can easily walk up four flights and see what's going on everywhere. And then as you know that the building is has a good foundation that it's doing well you slowly remove the scaffolding it's the same thing in education when we're teaching kids to read when they first start to read or do math or learn a new concept the teacher's supposed to be really involved and as we see that they're kind of catching it we're Mm -hmm. supposed to pull Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. the same thing with parenting Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we are scaffolding 
with our children yes. so that when they come to an age where they can be independent, we can with confidence feel like we can pull that scaffolding away. Yes. And I was connecting that for me with where our kids are right now in regards to technology. We talked last week that we bought our child a Kindle. Our kids, on maybe an unpopular opinion, our kids have tablets that we let them use. Now, here's what that looks like for us. My wife, they're all Kindles, and my wife can manage everything right, that's right, on there. They right. don't have so internet smart. access. Yeah. And you know, everybody has a different opinion about this, but here's where we kind of landed. I don't anticipate when our children turn 18 that they will never interact with technology. I don't anticipate that our kids, when they get a car, will never not go anywhere. I know that when my kids right. leave my yeah. house, right. that they're going to have access. The world will literally be at their fingertips in regards to technology right. specifically. Right. So I may I have a choice. I can choose to say, hey, my kids aren't going to have any access to technology. And, you know, we're not going to have any they're not going to have any interaction with this for fear of things that are legitimate. I don't want my kids talking to creepy people on the internet. Right. I don't want my kids to have access right. to anything that's on the internet. You know, I don't want my kids playing games where they can talk to, to grown men that right. are behind a screen. Right. Right. However, I also don't want my kids to have nothing so that when they turn 18, they've never been scaffolded towards responsibility right. or they've never been coached. I mean, Matt, how many people have we seen? <clears throat> That have been protected, 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 Listen, protected, girl. and then and then in college I saw it. Listen, me too. The, we both went to Christian college, and then and then they get to college and it's like, wow. Yeah, I have I have a friend who showed up to Cedarville as a stereotypical evangelical conservative, denim jumpers, embroidered King James version only. You think of it, that's who she was. By the time she was gone, she had gone off the deep end and went completely the other way. And I think for me, it's important. And what I'm really getting at with you and your kids in this conversation about letting your kids go is I don't think there's a decision when they turn 18 that we're like, now they're adults. Right. I exactly. think if we do that, we are setting our children up for failure. However, if we look at my 10 year old Luca and we say, you know, you're 10, I think you can have a Kindle. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to talk about what books yes, we push out there. Absolutely. Or he has a um, Kindle tablet. Mom and dad are going to vet every app that goes on that right now. But guess what? You're going to have some access to technology right. because what I, the conversations that I want to have are <laughs> how much time do you think is appropriate to spend on your Kindle? What kind of apps are good? <laughs> Lucas, show me what, what yeah. apps you're doing. Show me what you're building in right. this app. Um, how does your brain feel if you've been on technology too long? Oh man, you're really tired and grouchy today. Maybe you were on, on yeah. too much technology. These are conversations. Those conversations. Yeah. That is gold. And I have. Instead of this, Matt, well, you know what? You're being grumpy and rude. You've been on your Kindle too long. So you're going to get it taken care of. Right. You're going to get it taken away right. for three days because you don't know how. Right. You know, those kind of authoritarian disciplinarian approaches. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? You can get a result. Absolutely. But guess what? When they turn 17, 18, 19, 20. Right. 
you will also get a result at that age right. with that kind of parenting. Well, listen, I have a very, I'm going to keep using my 10 year old as an, as an example. <laughs> well, yeah, because is, he's getting into that age where you're having, right. you're handing over more responsibility to Absolutely. Him. And we have a limited amount of time where we can scaffold and coach and have those conversations. I always, I've said this to so many people, I would rather have conversations and have set them up with experiences where they're consequences are minimal. So what I mean by that is Luca's not as at an age where he's going to steal a car. But if I can teach Luca responsibility around how to use technology, yes. the consequences around that are very minimal at this age. You know, we can't wait till he's 18 to be like, go have fun and we'll talk yeah, about and it. And here's an iPhone. <laughs> right. And the reality is legally in America, he doesn't have to include me in a lot of stuff after right. he's 18. Right. He's not required to. Right. He can do a lot of whatever the heck he wants. Right. So I look at this period, especially like third grade when they're eight, nine, 10 years old to the time they're 18. Obviously, we're laying a foundation before that. But we are in a season where we are intentionally coaching him towards a responsible right. adulthood. Right. Because those times, this is like our learning lab where yeah. I control the consequences. Oh, I control... I like I want to you set him up. You control the parameters and the framework exactly. and the rules. But I don't, th I have not seen great success when we go from nothing to everything. Yes. So right. I want to give him slow responsibilities and slow access to things I know. Well, I love the scaffolding example. Yeah. Because that's like taking, okay, now we're going to take the first row scaffolding Absolutely. down. Then the next row scaffolding down. Absolutely. Then the next row scaffolding There's down. probably, well, he's in our life in our home, there's probably going to be a time where we give him his own library card and we don't know everything he's well, reading. And let me just tell you when what? he's 17 or 18, I don't know if I want a big brother. Yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's going to well, come and, a point where I, listen, I don't think that's healthy. Matt, I, I, we did everything that we thought was right with the cell phone situation. Right. And with technology. And we had, we had a hard time. Yeah, you had some hard times. With we had kids. some hard times. But we still remain vigilant. We didn't give up. Right. We didn't go, well, it's not working. So just <laughs> free for all. Free for all. Right. Have at it. No. We we kept we kept making the parameters, making the parameters. And Absolutely. one thing that my boys, and you can steal this line for your own children if you want. One thing our boys, this was a phrase. Well, everybody else is doing it. Everybody else mm -hmm. has it. Everybody else, everybody else, everybody else. And I would say, well, we are not raising you to be everybody else. Absolutely. We are Absolutely. raising you to be a leader. We are raising you to be strong. We are raising we are raising you to say, hey, I have to go home early because mm -hmm. my curfew is at 1130. Right. And, and to be confident in that. Absolutely. And so now our boys are very confident people. <laughs> Your boys are. They are. They're very sound. They're very confident. They're very fair. Right. Um, Teddy will have these conversations and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, because he's saying, now, mom, that's not altogether fair to right. say that. Right. Have you thought about this with this situation? Right. And I think it that has come from having the conversations. Absolutely. Make time for conversations in the evening with your kids. Mm -hmm. They will tell you so much if you carve out the time to sit and listen to them and push past the, well, how was, this is so common with boys. How was your day today? Good. Good. Um, so what'd you do? Well, n nothing. I mean, it was fine. Push past that. Like, right. Like I would always say like, 
well, you had a poster today mm -hmm. due in Miss Steiner's class. Like, <laughs> how did you feel about that when you turned right. it in? Did other kids turn theirs in on time? And right. who do you feel like is doing really well in that class? And right. just, just dig. And your kids will tell you things. Oh, oh I, yeah. Oh, let me tell you. My kids told me stuff. I'd be like, oh, I didn't know about that. You're like, don't react. Don't I didn't react, know about react. that. I didn't know about that with that little girl. That's so funny. Um, I remember one time um, Joey came home and asked me what a blowjob was. Oh, Lord. Or, or a BJ. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm sweating. We, and, <laughs> we might have people listening to this in the car with their children. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe we should do a disclaimer at the beginning. And I needed to explain that to him. Right. And I asked him where he heard that. He said, oh, so-and-so um, oh, yeah. is, so, so is in the basement with their boyfriend doing that. What he grade was, was this? He was in junior high. Okay. And the, gr the girl was in high school. Yeah. So-and-so, people at school were saying so-and-so is in the basement with their boyfriend doing this to him. And I'm like, and now, ah! yeah, and now I need to explain this. And, and Were you like, and, don't freak out, don't freak out, yes, don't freak out. Yeah. Yes. And also, oh, I don't think my child's ever going to go over to their house. Right. But you know what? You had a choice in that moment. Oh. Here's the thing. This is what where we keep coming back to is you could have said, you know what? You don't need to know about that. And that's inappropriate. Yes. And we're not talking yes. about that. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to go, he's find, go some, find out from he's somebody gonna else. He's going to find somebody to that's tell right. him what that is. And so I think you have a choice in those moments as a parent to say, hey, we're going to we're going to dig in. And it's it might be so uncomfortable. We had the same experience with our child and I'll here's my like um cryptic way to say it. in third grade he would avoid saying the number between 68 and 70 oh mm -hmm. and yes, he acted so weird about that and mm -hmm. I was like well what right. do you know about that yeah and where did you hear about this and, and you who, know listen here's another th great thing to say oh interesting well who is having that conversation who is talking right. that way because you will find out Right. Who's having the conversations and and sometimes well, and, it was our very own children. I'm well, not saying reality, our kids were perfect. Yeah. But 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 you will find out if you're if you create conversations right. and safe places, your kids will come and they will talk to you about things that feel very disarming, right. very awkward, very like, oh my goodness, I if I ever I meet that I kid I'm I can't <laughs> if I ever meet that kid, I'm gonna oh. rip his head off. <laughs> but but it's it's an it's a window and an totally. insight into what your kids are walking through and what they're dealing with at right. school. Well, and here's the other thing. When you shut down your kids or when I'll say this even in discipline, when you say because I said so, are there times where that's appropriate? Absolutely. That is not the norm in our house. And mm -hmm. I go Ours back either. to what Andy Stanley says. This is one of my favorite things in regards to parenting is he says rules without relationship lead to, to rebellion. rebellion rules without relationship lead to rebellion and i totally agree with that i, I believe it because it's, it, well, here's it's the thing when we <clears throat> push down rules on our kids when we just say because i said so and that's the norm again there's a place for listening to authority as adults there are times yes. where i've had a boss yes. There are times where my wife asks me to trust her with what she says. There are times where I have to trust people, you know, authority in our life. That that has its place. Right. But at the same time, that all the time, that's going to lead to them rebelling against whatever it is you're saying. Right. So for me, yes. it takes more time oh, to dig into the patience. conversations yes. and to ask deeper questions. However, 
all of those little things, when you go into those awkward conversations with your kids or you figure out what's going on with the teacher and who's the kid that you're hanging out with and what are you talking about, all that stuff, that is not digging into something that the fruit of that is you're cultivating a relationship with your kid yes. where you can have more and more open conversations yes. because when you have those open conversations and you cultivate that relationship, that is what's going to pay off in their responsibility in the future. Yes. You know, my mom, my mom would tell me growing up, I'm not your friend and I'm not your friend now. I'm your parent. And because we're, creating this relationship where I am giving you some rules. We'll talk about it. We'll go through all right. the steps, and but I'm still the authority. Mm -hmm. And she said, because when you become an adult, my goal is that we are friends right. and that you do want to share right. with me because right. here's the reality. Your boys have zero responsibility to tell you anything about their life at this point. True. They don't really need you for anything. Yep, it's true. I don't need my mom for anything in my life. Now, your boys and I want to be around our moms right, right. because our moms have created relationships with us right. over years and years of dialogue and care and love. <laughs> but at this point in life, your boys have zero obligation to you. And so as the parent, I think it's your responsibility to continue to cultivate that relationship through different seasons of life. Yes. And so, you know, those, that foundation and that scaffolding that's been laid, my mom and you are, that's paying off right? because I want to be around my mom. I want my mom's advice and wisdom. I want to run things by her. The same thing with your boys. Your boys want to talk to you about stuff right. when they don't have to. Well, okay. So the example of when they were teens versus adult and decisions. So when they were teenagers, my boys both had this, you remember it. They had this phase where they wanted mopeds. They <laughs> wanted mopeds to drive to school at yeah. like 14, 13, 14, 15. Was that cool? Well, or did they just have no, the idea? No, nobody did it. And I think they just had the idea and they thought it would be cool. And we said no. And, and mainly me. I said no because... We are in Amish country, very curvy roads, very hilly roads. And there was, there were two intersections on the way to school that were incredibly mm -hmm. dangerous. And I'm like, no, you're not doing this. This is not happening. Well, then we went, then we got, we turned 16, 17. And it became about a motorcycle. They both wanted motorcycles. We want a motorcycle. We want a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. I said, no way. No way because the insurance, no way because you're 17, 18 years old, your frontal lobe is not fully developed. You're going to do something stupid like race, you know, right. no, you're not having a motorcycle. Well, our youngest son turns 23 and he calls me, I one, remember he this. calls me one day and he says, mom, I think it's time that 22 or 23, he says, I think it's time that I, I have my own insurance. I go on my own insurance because we, for both of our boys, we kept them on our car, we kept their cars on our insurance for a little while until they got on their feet. He says, I need to have my own. And I thought, oh, how responsible. He's, <laughs> wanting, he's wanting to go on his own insurance. And so we take his car off our insurance. And that was wonderful. What a, I mean, what? Like you cross this bridge and you're like, <laughs> oh, they're not on our insurance anymore. <laughs> I was like, how nice. Well, it was because he was buying a motorcycle. Dun, dun, dun. So he didn't tell me that he was buying a motorcycle because he knew that I was not going to be Right. Happy about it, supportive of it. But our boys have always told at least one of their parents what now and some people this could be very 
Some people unhealthy. might not agree for right. agree with us, and it could be unhealthy for some people. But in our family dynamic, it is not. Right. Joey called Daryl, had the conversation, said, "You know, I want to tell mom. I just want to wait for the right timing." Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm buying a motorcycle, so he buys this motorcycle. And one day he comes home and he says, Mom, I came home because I want to have a conversation with you and I want to tell you about something. Because I had been wanting to give him, I, you know, he, he's been transitioning in his job, hasn't had a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs, he needs a little help. So I had been wanting to give him some money. And he's like, the reason I'm, I'm not okay with you giving me money and I don't want you to give me money, I need to explain to you why. Can we sit down and each have a cup of coffee yeah. and have Just this conversation? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is... What what are we getting ready to have yeah. happen here? And it was, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take money from you because mom, because, um, or receive money from you because I bought a motorcycle. Yeah. And so I'm paying that insurance. I'm, you know, and, and dad knows about it. And because I felt like, you know, one of you needed to know about it right. and how I need to have the conversation, but I wanted to write for the right. He didn't want to just call me over the phone and tell right. me. And I sat there and I didn't say a whole lot. And, Later, he said to me, oh, mom, you handled that so much better than I thought you would. <laughs> and I said, well, honey, you're an adult now, and I don't like it. I still don't like it. Right. My first cousin was killed on a motorcycle. Mm. And and I'm like, I, I don't want you to have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. There are way too many distractive drivers on the road right now, and yeah. I don't want you to have a motorcycle. But now, at this age... I can't sit there and cry and scream and yell at you right. or be like, this is so disappointing. Why did you make that choice? You right. know, I don't want you to have a motorcycle. You're an adult. Right. right. But as an adult, he's making completely different decisions with that motorcycle than he would at 17 and 18. Totally. So he says he understands why we were saying no at 17 and 18. Right. Because he's been on that motorcycle and he has seen he, that it's yes, not as it, and, and it's flawless a, and as he it thought it was. be a little scary. Right. And so does he still have it? So, oh yeah. So he, and he loves it, but he has leathers. He has a helmet. Yeah. He wears a helmet. He has the right kind of boots. And he's like, mom, right now I don't drive on the interstate. I don't drive on the highway. It's just for me, I'm, I don't feel confident enough. So I just go the streets to the gym and back and until I just get really used to being on the motor. So now he's making these adult decisions as he's riding that motorcycle versus at 17 totally so you know it's it's the parenting being a parent to adults is a whole different ball game but i do love the season and i do think i do think still having the conversations we still have the conversations we were having right at 8 10 12 16 we're still having them yeah they're participating in the conversations now a little more wholeheartedly. Right. They understand them. There's a reason they say, let's have family meeting because totally. at 12, we were saying we need to, we need to sit down and have a family meeting yeah. about our grades or about homework, about how we're going to handle sports, right. how we're going to be in musicals. Like mm-hmm. we would, we would do those things. We right. would do family meeting. Right. So it's just crossed over. And now we have family meeting with adult kids who are like, they're initiating the family. Yeah, I love that. So here's my parting shot is if you remember one thing from this episode, it's that Andy Stanley quote for me. It's rules without relationship leads Lead to, to rebellion. rebellion. Yeah. And talk so to your kids. talk, to your, talk kids. to your kids. It is so, you know, for for me, we didn't talk about things like sex like openly. Oh, we it's didn't awkward. Either. And so when your kid comes home and says, I heard this at school, um, 
my kid heard some colorful words in third grade that I was like, I don't want to explain this. But when you power through that, it builds such a sense of trust and deep connection. And I promise you, they're going to ask somebody else if you don't tell them. I would much rather give them the adult version that I want them to hear at this age. You know, when my son came with the question about that specific number in the upper 60s, (laughs) I asked him what he thought and I told him what I wanted him to know, which wasn't everything. You know, that's not everything that I know about that right, number. Right. I told him some things about it and I, and I stopped and I said, do you feel like you need to know more or do you feel like you kind of understand what I'm saying? And he said, I don't want to know any more right now, dad. <laughs> and I felt like that was kind yes. of a good thing because yes. I felt like I gave him a good third grade answer yes and he was satisfied with that right now yes now is that going to come up when he's 12 17 sure i'm sure that will right but for right now i am able to control this this is where the control comes in it's not control manipulative it's control as in what they're ready for right i am able to give him what he's ready for at the age of 10 without having him go search for that somewhere else. And so my hope is that as we scaffold and lay that foundation with our kids, that they see us as a reliable, trusted, confident source for them that gives them wisdom and truth. Right. So that's really what I want. That's good. Hey, thank you so much for joining us in this conversation about parenting. And what does it look like to lay that foundation for our kids? Um, it's this is such a good one and Leanne thanks for I'll say this I'm so thankful that I have always had a front row seat to your family yes you You know from living with you I think I lived with you for almost three years um, and now I still get to watch you as you parent adults and um, I'm just so thankful that you let us in to those little glimpses of your life so thank you yeah you're welcome you know whether ordinary or extraordinary we hope you see that these These are are good good days. days This episode brought to you by Walnut Creek Foods. Walnut Creek Foods is a company in the heart of Ohio's Amish country. It's family owned and operated, and there is a fantastic store in Walnut Creek featuring all of the product made by Walnut Creek Foods. I've worked with Walnut Creek Foods since 2008, and they have my full endorsement as a trusted brand. WCF is nationwide, so check out your local grocer. They may just carry this wholesome brand. For more information, check out WannaCreekCheese.com or WannaCreekFoods.com.